You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. So one of the things that I've been hearing a lot about. Actually, hold on. Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna kind of build on um, you know or create some you know momentum today. Uh, I know yesterday's episode was a little heavy, uh, and we're still dealing with uh, a lot of the the fallouts of uh, the wallets being exploited. And I'll have more details, more episodes on that. Um, but you know, I wanted to you know kind of build on you know some of the the trends and some of the things that I think we're we're gonna see continue to kind of evolve in the space, but also you know some of the narrative uh, that I find just very interesting, not only um, on Twitter spaces but in the news um, and and even just in overall trends as a whole. You know, with the ape coin uh, that came out, of course, with Board Ape Yacht Club, you know that of course. You know, I, I mentioned I did a whole episode on like, is this going to be a trend uh, or is this going to be um, kind of the trendsetter, right? Or is it going to be a copycat or a trendsetter? You know, the idea of tokenomics, uh, the idea of, uh, you know, residual rewards um, are, is something that, you know, that is something that's definitely interesting and, and different. But there's also like the narrative. And actually, I believe I heard this. It was I think it was a TikTok. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Somebody on TV. Uh, and they were referring to like the the ape benefits being um, very MLM like, right? That the fact that um, those that are already in that are have the you know board apes, you know they're getting a heavy percentage, so they're getting you know it's making the rich more rich, and like the one percent get more rich. But like, I actually look at this whole you know tokenomics a little bit differently because we have the ADHD coin, of course, here on Rally, and th- this episode isn't actually about that, but more so. Like the things that we're seeing from a standpoint of, you know, where does utility go? Where does, uh, you know, projects kind of evolve? And one of the things that I love is trying to spark innovation, but also spot innovation. And at the same time, look at, you know, things that everyone is doing, but also try to decide who is doing it in a way that is either creative or more natural um, to their community, right? And, um uh, I would just say like uh, Manushka, who I co-host uh, uh, Alpha Mondays with, uh, with uh, so it's uh, Shira Lazar and uh, Manushka and I host uh, co-host uh, Alpha Mondays on Twitter Spaces. And Manushka has brought up uh, this project, uh, which used to be called uh, Hape Beasts. Now they're just called Hape um, and talked about their innovation. And, and this was a project that uh, overnight, they had their video go viral um, on kind of their preview video. And they all of a sudden went from like a project that was excited to be launching to like the overhype project, right? And people were very worried. Are they the the next Mechaverse? Are they, where, where does hate kind of come in here? And last night on Alpha Mondays, 
and and for those that are playing along at home uh, in our pop star, uh, today's word is alpha. So if you jump over to the website and put the word in alpha, that'll be one of your pops for the month. And if you get four of them, of course, you'll become a pop star. But Alpha Mondays, um, you know, their uh, head of social came over there and they talked about how they're actually doing a, a free uh, they're not even calling it a mint, right? Like a free sign up to uh, airdrop what they're calling badges uh, so that people can uh, you know, join their community uh, and get some utility, but not like the same as if you're holding a hape. Um, and you know, I've been saying this for a while and this has like been, been on my soapbox. Actually, I think it's episode one. If you go back to episode one, one of the things that I said was a concern of mine was what is the barrier to entry? Like if, if projects that everyone wants to be a part of are four ETH and higher, which means they're going to be, you know, let's just say when, when ETH is good, 12 to 16,000 US dollars, or on Solana when it's, you know, at that higher, you know, price point. If it's, if it prices a majority of people out, but yet those are the ones that people want to be a part of, those communities are going to have a problem. They're going to get not only stagnant growth, but they're really going to become siloed to only one type of, of people, one type of, of users. And so I've said for a while that, you know, like I love like the spinoff idea, but I also like like the uh, expansion projects. And, and I'm also a fan of, uh, you know, like, you know, the mutants and, and like projects that have kind of like that evolving uh, you know, piece. But a lot of that is still just rewarding your existing holders. Right. And I think one of the, the, the things that tokenomics enables, you know, for those that are, are part of our community here with the podcast. Right. You don't have to hold one of our NFTs. And but maybe you want to you want to get to know this Web three space a little bit. Maybe you're going to jump in and rather than hold you know buying an NFT, you're going to buy some ADHD coin you know over on ADHDcoin.com and and now that's going to be your ability, your way to unlock additional Discord channels. You can use that to share it amongst others. That if you think someone else deserves some coin, you can send them some coin. Uh, you can buy services uh, on our site. You can you know there's some things that uh, we're rolling out in the near future around merchandise and and ways that you can use your coin even um, in some more creative ways. But I actually look at like when I look at like the overall landscape of of where we're at right now. Right, it's very easy for us to want to throw out what has been kind of the norm so that we can have uh, new things being added to, you know, our ecosystems. Right. And, and, and Hey, you know, I, I, I enjoyed like their version of, of these badges and I'll, I'm definitely going to check it out and I'll, I'll put a link in, in the show notes. But, you know, like one of the things that I'm looking at is rather than everyone feeling like you have to throw out the old ways of doing it, why not look at projects that launched in the fall that were successful and they did like one one thing as utility, right? One whatever that may be. And how do and one of the things that I think we can do is like, how do we refine that? Now, I think of this as both a NFT project launch, someone that's a creator, and also someone that is a collector. And I think oftentimes I share these advice and, and tips here on the podcast. Um, and I and I try hard to make it uh, appeal and you know kind of hit both the creators of projects as well as the collectors. Because if you are a collector, you want to know the strategy and the nuances and the things behind projects that people are creating and, and, and what we hope creators can, can uh, implement. But then we also want to see it from the other side, right? Like if you are creating a project, you want to make sure that you understand from a collector's point of view. Now, I've been saying this uh, for a good while that I believe in this space more so than any other early adoption space that I've ever been a part of, that you should first be a collector before you are a creator. Now, that doesn't mean you have to have hundreds of NFTs. But what I mean by that is 
you really want to start to splash around and kind of understand kind of the nuances, some of the things that are, are happening, but you also want to kind of like really just kind of experience it from that side. Because I will say there are a lot of my friends, a lot of people that are in my circle that they loved kind of like the uh, collector like high and like they're like their connection to this whole world because they were like very into the collecting world. And then they launched their own project and they learned that it was too hard for them to kind of do both of them. And so now they're really only focused on their creating of their community and their utility for their project, which is perfectly fine. But if you don't have that like collector high to understand like those nuances or that side, not only is it going to be harder to survive in this space, but it also kind of is robbing you of kind of like that like joy of like minting your first NFT or selling your first NFT on OpenSea. Because when you do it after you've launched a project, all of those things are a little bit different in like perspective. And so one of the things that I'm excited to kind of like look at from like innovative innovation is like, you know, I think we do have to relook at like white lists as a whole, right? Like or presale lists and think about it from the standpoint of like, what if we were we were building a pre-sale list or a white list for months rather than for a couple of days or a week or so? What if we were we were able to start providing utility for those that were on white lists along the way to where they're no longer have to like question do they want to buy this NFT? They already have seen what we can prove that we can give, right? And and I will say like that's partially what I'm doing here on the podcast, right? Anyone that listens to the podcast uh, you know, whenever we drop a, a collection, a, a 10,000, you know, PFP style collection, um, which will happen, you know, sometimes this year, you know, for those that have listened to the podcast every day, I don't have to tell you that I'm going to show up and I'm going to be consistent. I don't have to tell you what my values are, the things I care about. I don't have to tell you, um, you know, that we're going to create a great discord. I think our discord is amazing right now. And, and, you know, big shout out to all the team that's, you know, helping maintain this amazing discord that we have. And for me, like, that's what this is, right? Like when I decided, you know, I was either going to launch a podcast or a project in November, right? Um, that was kind of where my head was. Uh, and I decided, well, if I launch a successful podcast, then the project I launch will be next level. But if I launch a project, it's going to be a little bit early for me, probably not going to have as much time for the podcast or for the research or for all those other components. And that might be like kind of a little bit of like a, a fallout. It might be just one of the things that we have to kind of uh, you know address, and and things might be a little bit different. And I will also say like one of the other pieces of this that I just want to like think about when we're looking at like trends and innovation is like I really think we can come up with innovative ways to design our discords. I think we can come up with innovative ways to get people to sign up for email newsletters that are holding your NFTs, right? Like that's something like like I want my like those that hold NFTs, I want them to be in the know, right? Like I'm not going to market them or sell them uh, with this, with that email, but I want to make sure that the communication that I have is getting to them, right? It's, it's why we have uh, a newsletter here for the podcast. And if, and those that haven't signed up for our, our email newsletter, uh, Kevin on our team, our designer uh, does a great job on our email newsletter, kind of giving you a, an overview. Like I, I like to think of it as, is it's the TLDR, right? Too long, didn't read, uh, version of like what happened in that week. Um, also touching on like kind of some of the NFTs we bought, links to some of the podcast episodes we bought, maybe some updates on some events that I'm going to, and maybe even some like alpha that you can't get anywhere else. But you know, like that to me, like part of it is like I really look at the projects that are willing to 
look at what they believe works and kind of figure out ways to tweak it or connect it to their community, their way, I believe, um, are going to really thrive in this in this uh, current NFT landscape. The other thing is that, you know, one of the things that really hit me, right, with, you know, my, with my wallets now locked um, and, you know, me losing all of these NFTs, you know, one of the things that I, I realized was that, you know, the NFTs that were stolen, I was able to report them. I, I filed a police report. I was able to report them through, you know, the proper channels. And, and so those NFTs will no longer be able to be sold um, or transferred or bought um, on uh, OpenSea or on LooksRare, where I reported the um, the problems. But that doesn't mean like, you know, the crazy part about that is like, I don't win, they don't win, right? Like, it's really a no-win situation. And so the question becomes like, you know, if we can't beat like the hackers, what are some things that we can think about in ways that we can actually add value, right? Someone in our Discord asked, you know, like, why can't they like burn that NFT and then reissue to the person that got their NFT stolen uh, a new token with that same, you know, art? And I thought that was an interesting use case. And I, and I plan on uh, reaching out to my friend M over on Crypto Chicks and just getting her take on that and feedback. And I think a little bit has to do with the contract. Also, like who's deciding who's getting something stolen from versus not. Like there's a lot of things that go in there. You know, and part of the beauty of the blockchain is that, you know, there's a finite amount, right? So if all of a sudden, you know, and technically there would still be a, the same amount, right? We burn the one that has been frozen by the platform. Um, but, you know, can we burn an NFT that we don't individually own, right? Like there's some, you know, if it's truly decentralized, Technically, once the founder is no longer, you know, once it's minted, then whoever actually owns it should be the only one that can can do any of those type of things with it. But, you know, there are some uh, ways that I think we can get creative, especially in this like hybrid 2.5 world. And I will also say, like, I tweeted this out and I, I you know, I knew that, you know, the person that was going to, that I, you know, someone that I really align with and I think is actually one of the, the, the smartest minds in our space. Uh, and she goes by... Uh, you know, adult arts on on Twitter, uh, and it's Jen. Uh, she was previously the community manager over on at Playboy Rabbitars. Uh, I think she's just a just a wickedly smart human. I think she's uh, really has some like strong convictions for uh, stopping like kind of like the the regulation and the and the polar you know like the, just the idea that you know everything has to be you know labeled and controlled and like the power of the decentralized world. Um, but I will say, like, you know, a lot of the things that I've been going through recently um, with, the, like, the nuances of decentralization is that we're going to be moving, like, in this, like, hybrid world of two, Web 2 and Web 3 for a good while. We're also going to be, even when we get to Web 3, I think we're going to be in a hybrid of, like, decentralization. Right? Like, OpenSea is not decentralized, right? Looks Rare is not decentralized. Coinbase, not decentralized. Um, you know, they all have a central repository. Like, uh, Coinbase, we don't even get our seed phrase, right? So... But the reason I bring that up is like, it's easy for us to like, look at the problems that exist in decentralized or centralized, and just assume like it's one or the other. But like, I started thinking, right, like, as I was going through, you know, losing these NFTs that I lost, and, you know, a lot of them that I lost, I had never actually listed for sale ever. Um, They were NFTs that were extremely you know, important value to me. They were my, my profile photo, um, as well across the, uh, the board. Um, but, um, you know, so like for me, like just like looking at it and saying, okay, rather than like us looking at like the, the nuances of like what that means, like how can we innovate or, uh, get creative in, in that space? Right. And it doesn't mean like just using a hardware wallet, right? Like, because, 
there are some like pain points of that that is very difficult, right? Even the advice that I believe that you know everyone should have three wallets, right? One that is your kind of burner wallet that you can connect to all different websites that doesn't have anything in it. One that is more of like your transfer flipping wallet, and then one that is more your you know long term hold diamond hand wallet. But even like that advice, like now I'm telling you to have three wallets, three seed phrases. Like where are you even installing those three? Right? Like you're gonna have two browsers in your phone. Well, that means like the the wallet on your phone isn't the same as the wallets that connecting on OpenSea on your on your uh, computer. And like for me, that's been a lot of work. Just the last like you know 48 hours, like. I had to build, you know, I had to create some new wallets. I had to connect my Nano to a different wallet. Uh, I then realized I signed up for a bunch of whitelists with my other wallet uh, ID, which I don't want to anymore. I also know that people have been sending me ETH and things to my, you know, my dot ETH address. Well, now that dot ETH address is is actually attached to the wrong wallet, to the compromised wallet. And I was like, man, all of these things that go on, and and it, it, it like dawned on me, like that, you know, this is a, a an opportunity for us to get creative with every aspect of what we're doing, how we're doing it, how we're sharing, um, even how we like kind of like authenticate or we like, you know, once we know that someone is a holder of an NFT and like we welcome it in the community, like what does that mean? How do these processes work? What are the the kind of the nuances that we um, have around us? And, you know, I will say like, to me, this also includes like, you know, how do we look at everything from tokenomics to, uh, you know, the metaverse, right? Like I really think right now, like I, I'm slightly annoyed uh, and I'm excited about, you know, my friend, good friend, Kathy Hackle, uh, who is known as kind of the, the godmother of the metaverse is going to be on the podcast very soon. But like the more like quote unquote, like previews or things that are coming out on the metaverse, the more I feel like they all kind of look the same and they all kind of feel the same and they all kind of are making the same kind of offerings. And like, and I'm not saying that's like the case. We had some place here on the podcast and I thought um, they did a, like a really great job of, of kind of showing that they're doing mobile innovation in the metaverse. But I think at a bigger level here, like I want to look at, you know, I'm documenting all the things that we've been dealing with, right? Everything from how we launched our NFTs to how we're doing our pop stars and even like, okay, how do I, how do I deliver these better? Right. How do I, how, what kind of tools do I need? Because there's a lot of developers, a lot of really smart people in this web three space. And I believe one of the cool things that we can do is that we can start to like tweak things that we already love rather than always trying to create something brand new, right? We don't need, uh, you know, like the, like the perfect, uh, you know, coin airdrop every time, right? Like maybe it's the matter of like, how do we do meta, you know, update metadata on, uh, our NFTs, right? Or how do we even share NFTs outside of Twitter, Discord, uh, and social audio? And then the other thing I just wanted to kind of share, I think, in this like overall big picture of like alpha and things that how we like bring things to life, right? The the Board Ape Yacht Club, you know, not only do they launch the Ape Coin, but they also had uh, their kind of pitch deck roadmap was leaked um, online, and, and many many people have uh, have seen that. Uh, and there was a lot of discussion I had in a Twitter space the other night about like, you know, a lot of this space is trading on FOMO or trading on um, anticipation, right? It's why the the price of the floor goes up on, on NFT projects before the art reveal. And then once you get the art, everyone's, there's nothing like, what are we anticipating? So the prices go down. And then like, we're anticipating the first utility drop. And there's like, but I really think we can do better than that, right? Like just because we know like what is coming, right? We can educate people on what is coming. 
like maybe we don't understand all of the nuances or or when it's actually coming. Like I actually like this current trend where not all discords are public, right? And you you have to be you know following and the, or maybe you know the discord's only going to be you know dropped during a certain amount of time. And when we think about these things, like I will say like when we're evaluating these NFT projects, it's one thing to like evaluate them from a, you know, a collector perspective, right? Which is what I'm doing. And you know, if you want to check out all the ones that we've been minting uh, here on the podcast, you can just go to uh, nft365podcast.com slash mint365. But like, you know, it's one thing for me, you know, I'm advising meta athletes, right? Which is a project that we minted for, um, you know, mint 365 yesterday. It's a project with drew, the producer of the podcast, um, and his co-founder, uh, Kevin. And one of the things that I found was like, when you see innovative things as a collector, and then we look to implement it as creators of, a, of an NFT project, there's a lot more goes in, right? There's a lot of these like extenuating circumstances. And so I think one of the things that we can do better as collectors is make it known, not only like why we love, like, you know, why we love a project, but like, what about these projects? What are they doing? Like when I love when someone's like, this is the best discord ever. I'm like, Oh, what about the discord? Um, makes it best. Oh, it's the people. Uh, Probably there's some great people in every Discord. Like, what about the like? What about the Discord's design or the way the moderators run it? Like, we need it. We because we are all owners, and if we are all owners, because NFTs are shifting the power of digital ownership, then we also have to take on the role of owners to publicize to make it known, like the things that we like, the things we don't like. And I've even noticed that here on the podcast that sometimes I like, I stray away from that. Right? Like, like I don't like the idea that you know, white lists, uh, the only way you can get on a white list is either grinding um, a discord or being friends with the founders. Like, I actually think you should have some like, some you know, ways that not only not only giveaways, but there should be ways that you're like, hey, this is someone that aligns with us or anyone that, you know, is part of this. And like, I like the white lists that are based on other projects, right? If you hold a, uh, you know, a world of women, then you'll be on this whitelist because, you know, we like that project. And of course, I know the strategy behind it, but I actually think we need to take those things even like to another layer. And then I also think, you know, as, you know, owners, like there's one of the, like the discussions about like IP rights, but like, what does that really mean to us, right? Like how many people are, are taking their favorite NFT project and using that IP for something, right? I'm doing it, right? I, uh, I have a sh- couple of shirts that I made up that are with the NFTs that I own. Um, I've played the music for one of the NFTs that I own here on the podcast. Uh, I'm also, you know, I'm getting, uh, well, that kind of stinks. I, I'm getting 3D art uh, generated for, I was getting it for a Psychedelic Anonymous um, NFT, but that was one of my NFTs that got stolen. So now I have to rethink uh, what that art's going to look like. Um, you know, another thing was, you know, even for some of the, pro- you know, of the events or the, or the projects that I work on, like, there's one thing for me to make it about like myself. There's another thing for me to use like the IP, like, for example, like even for like the show graphic for this NFT, right. For this uh, podcast, like I could technically, because I own the, the IP and the digital rights, I could use the NFTs that I own the IP rights in my logo uh, for NFT 365, and we, we will have a new podcast logo sometime very soon um, as we kind of evolve and adapt. And I like to kind of change that, that main logo up, uh, you know, as we kind of figure out what is kind of how these things are evolving. But 
the part that I, I just want to kind of stress is that it's one thing for us to value a type of utility. It's another thing for us to actually use it, leverage it and make it work, right? Like one of my things that I used to value that now I don't value as much is that like I used to love the idea that this NFT is going to unlock your ability to buy additional NFTs. But really what that means is like you're paying to, to have access to keep paying for more things. Like, and what is that? Like, how do I know that the project that I'm being bought into blindly is going to suggest projects that I also love, or even the artwork is going to be something that I love. Right. And I've noticed that, like, I will tell you, like there's, there's, a, there's two NFTs that were, you know, in my bag that, you know, they enable, uh, you know, to buy additional NFTs. I, I haven't been a fan of the ones that I've been able to buy. Um, the recur pass, right? I have the recur pass, which gives me um, access to some NBA um, and sports uh, NFTs that you, you have to have the pass to um, have access to. I haven't been very excited about that, but I bought the pass like five months ago because that was what we were all doing. And so I say all of this because like, it's easy for us to like, you know, the question I love that I get all the time, right? It's this whole idea of like, they're like, Brian, like, um, you know, what, what do you think brands are going to do different? Or what is, what, what is a year from now? Like how are brands going to feel different? Or what is this space going to look like in a year? And, and I keep using like saying, like, I think we're going to be in a very similar place as far as culture, as far as hacks, but I think we're going to find ways to be really innovative. We're also going to really demand a lot more of our NFT projects. And I know that scares a lot of people, right? Like if you launched an NFT project a year ago, you weren't held accountable for shit. If you launched it six months ago, you were kind of held accountable, sort of publicly, but we didn't really expect you to deliver anything in like a timely manner, right? Then like the the next step that we would go like maybe a, st- a little step further, um, you know, like the beginning of the year, all of a sudden we were like, okay, you know, the projects that we're buying into, we do want to know a little bit more and we want to like value these things. But like I'm like I'm really excited for like, and I, and, I, and I'll kind of pull this together in this way. There's two things that I'm really excited for in the, in this space, collaboration and co-creation. And that is where I think some innovation in this space is going to happen. The idea that I believe existing projects today that are both very strong, two projects that have strong communities should come together, launch a new pro new, uh, you know, NFT project that you know, isn't just for their existing holders, but to welcome in new holders that share in the common values of these two new brands, right? Like, it's almost like, like, how do we bring, you know, Adidas and Nike together, right? They're on the same basketball court when, you know, depending on the athlete, depending on what shoes they wore, but like, why don't we find ways to like merge a lot of these communities and not have to like reinvent everything, right? And I also think this co-creation idea, you know, one of the, one of them was, you know, I was asked this question yesterday and I, I, I've been pondering it for a while, but someone was like, Brian, you know, when you launch, you know, a PFP or NFT project, uh, and it probably won't be the late summer, early fall, um, you know, is it going to be a brand new discord? Or are you going to use your discord from NFT 365? And, and, you know, all those questions are things we'll have to answer down the road. But like, for me, part of it is like, like, why do I have to keep joining new discords over and over and over again? When like, what if we were able to create some like environments that allowed multiple communities to live in one discord? And, and yes, we could have like our, you know, limited access uh, to certain channels based on the NFTs we hold, but then there's some like a public access for everyone that holds these like three or four NFTs. Right. And like, I mean, I can see that right now, like just like thinking about that out loud, like, 
I mean, I can see that in some projects that I just love. I'm like, I'm like, wow, these two projects should come together and have like a mutual discord because I think they would be amazing. And there's just a great overlap. And so the, the challenge that I'm going to have is like in this world of ownership, we need to let go of control a little bit. We need to think about what, like, why do we, you know, although we are like kind of focused on this, like, uh, you know, control, you know, this, you know, decentralization and digital ownership. And we're talking a lot about like, um, you know, this idea that we're kind of putting it to the man or we're, we're kind of anti-establishment or we're using crypto. One of the things that we have to think about is like, you know, why, why do we need to control a lot of the things? Like we're almost, we're like, we're going to take away the power from the platforms, and then we're going to give them the projects and we're going to have to be in like the projects are going to own all the conversations and all the collaboration and all the facilitating of, of connecting. And so I'm really excited for like what all that means. And I also looking at that from a standpoint of like what other projects do founders hold, right? When I'm researching founders now, I'm actually looking at their NFT bag, right? Like what are the NFTs that they belong to? It's going to tell me a lot about them, right? It's, I actually kind of agree with the idea that you know, dating profiles should actually, I like the idea of a dating profile having, uh, you know, your four favorite NFTs on there, right? Because I'm going to get to know, I'm a, your, your four favorite NFTs are going to tell me a lot about you. Yeah. They're going to tell me a lot about you. Even if you just said your two favorite, now, let's say your four, cause it'll, it'll be enough to be like the, like the breath. And, and I challenge you, those that are listening to the podcast, uh, and you listen to this episode, you know, jump into our discord or, or on Twitter, just use hashtag NFT three sixty five. And like share your favorite NFTs and ask people like, what do you think about, like, what do you think are like some of my values or the things that I'm about or what, like what, if you saw these four NFTs, what does that say about me? Because I think we need to rethink the variables that we're controlling today, both as creators and as collectors of NFTs and start to think about like, what does that all mean? Because there's also something to be said about like, why do we have to follow this exact rule when aren't we in this game to make up our own rules and reimagine the future? I'm going to let you ponder on that. We'll dive deeper in some future episodes. As most of you know, this uh, podcast is super powered by the ADHD coin over on Rally. Check it out. Um, we have some amazing benefits and you can go over there, jump in our Discord. Uh, we, have, we only have a, a, a limited amount of the NFTs that are left uh, for our Mint 365, but plenty of coins that for people to be a part of. And every weekend you get rewards. So every Sunday you get, based on the amount of uh, ADHD coin you ha- have, you'll have rewards that are automatically deposited into your account and you can do with them as you may. And lastly, I'll just say, you know, one of the things I've been playing with is the idea that, you know, creating the podcast uh, and kind of segmentizing, I don't even know if that's a word, adding segments to the podcast that allow me to um, you know, kind of put a little bit, some containers into the different uh, pieces. And so we are going to start kind of rolling that out, um, you know, over the next couple of days. And I'm excited to kind of explore what that means, right? So we'll, we'll, you know, I'll kind of kick it to a segment where maybe it's the 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 Mint 365 segment where I talk about uh, the last three projects that we minted. You know, I'm going to kick it, I'm going to switch, kind of roll to the, a segment where I'm going to share some um, alpha or some you know trends, or maybe I'm gonna kick it to a segment that is the commu- the voice of the community or whatever it may be. But you know, I'm always constantly wanting to tweak and test, not only with NFTs but also with this podcast. And so, for those that are listening, like I would love to hear 
you know, either, you know, the same places that everyone kind of knows to communicate with us, like, let me know, like some things that you would love to see, or some people you would love to see interviewed, or, you know, some ways that you would really enjoy here, um, us adapting and evolving. And I would also say, like, stay tuned for maybe some collaboration and some co-creation here on NFT 365 with not only other podcasts and other creators, but maybe even launching some other things that kind of go along with this. But until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. The show is not financial.